Welcome to the True Vine Podcast. Wherever you are listening, we hope this inspires you, builds your faith, and brings perspective that God is moving in your life. Enjoy the message. Got a message for you this morning to bring hope and inspiration to speak into your life and your journey, specifically in this pandemic. Brand new message from the portals of heaven this week. And I take us to Paul's writings in Romans. The backstory here, if I was to back you up into Romans chapter 7, it intrigues me because Paul basically says, the things that I should do, I don't do. The things that I don't want to do, I always do those. Man, life is tough. I hate myself. But you turn into Romans chapter 8 and verse 1, just one page over, and that whole book is chalked with full of amazing, inspirational, I can attitudes. I pick up in Romans 8 and 18, he said, For I consider that the sufferings of this present time, someone shout present time, are not worthy to be compared to the glory which shall be revealed in us. Verse 26, likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weakness. Good to know. Verse 31, the famous verse that we could quote, What shall we say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? Come on, if God be for us, who? What element, what thing, what vice, what? Hello, somebody. I feel an anointing. I could not wait for Sunday to get here. I'm sorry I'm 60 years old, but I felt like this week when I was a little kid and Christmas was on Sunday. One Sunday morning, I was, we lived in Vista. I was in second grade, and my mom and dad bought me a dirt bike, a little Yamaha Enduro 60, and I was so excited. And I woke up in the middle of the night, and I went to go check under the tree, and I caught my dad wheeling in the motorcycle. Ah, oh, you're not Santa Claus. Anyway, my point is I had that same excitement to come today. To preach to you the profound, prophetic word of God. To lift somebody in the name of Jesus. Heavenly Father, help me again today. Let there be an anointing upon me, Lord, that would come straight from heaven. Let us minister to those that are streaming, those that will watch an archive, God, those that will be shared the video, those that are in person. God, let your spirit blow through like the day of Pentecost. I command this to be so according to the word. And the people of God, if you receive it, shout back amen. Amen, amen. I'm going to preach to you on this thought. I am a champion. I am a champion. You may be seated. God bless you guys. Biking, cycling can be fun. I draw your attention to the word can. It can be relaxing. It can be enjoyable when you're going downhill. The flatter the elevation, the easier the ride. For the most part, when cycling, everyone hates hills. Hills represent an elevation. But the hills condition your stamina. The hills make you a stronger rider. But when you're traveling in a car, the hills, the mountaintops are picturesque. They're beautiful. That's because they're in the distance and you're in a car. You're not pedaling. 
Often my wife and I will marvel that we have guests in town from out of state, and they're enamored and they're wowed by the beautiful mountains around. We'll cruise up the 15 or we'll cruise down towards San Diego, and they bring to our, oh, these mountains are so beautiful. Don't you think so? Yeah, now that I look at them, I just don't notice them. But they notice the mountains, and they realize that what beauty lies here. But when you are a cyclist, when you bike, mountains often are not your friend. I've ridden mountains before, and Sister Gidget, sometimes I took the words of Jesus to the fig tree, and I wanted to curse the mountain, be thou removed. I've been with other writers that actually did curse the mountain, but I don't think there's a biblical application to theirs. But every time I saw that, Lord, let this be the fig tree, and in the name of Jesus, make this flat according to your word, let it be so. I would look up, and it wasn't so. Uh, We're on a different planet right now, Lord, but the mountains are very, very challenging. There's a class that you can take at the gym, at LA Fitness and other gyms. It's called a spin class. I have taken the spin class, and what a spin class is is an artificial bike ride with hills and valleys. Ashley, my daughter here, I've asked her to help me. She is actually, believe it or not, she is a spin instructor at LA Fitness. For a one-hour class where there's energy, loud music pumping, an instructor trying to convince those people, come on, gear down, focus, attack the hill, You can make it. I've asked her to give us just a little sample of what it's like in her spin class. So just stay tuned. All right. Can everybody hear me? You're doing better than everybody else on the couch right now. I want you to get that mind and body connection. We're going to climb up this hill. Three, two, one. Let's go.
The C is for the courage I possess through the trauma. Your view is a better is from the, the top. But it's all for the honor. A is for my attitude, working through the patience. Hey, Money comes and goes, so the M is for motivation. Gotta stay consistent, the P is to persevere. The I Come is on, I want you to imagine all of your fitness goals are at the top of this hill that we're climbing. Whatever size you want to be, whatever goal you made for yourself 2020, you just gotta keep climbing to go get it. Let's go. Come on, somebody. Let's give it up for Ashley. Thank you for helping me, Ashley. It's the training. You learn to climb. It's with the training you get stronger. I've ridden two metric century rides in San Diego. And in that ride there, there are hills. Kind of a picturesque there. You see the three arrows there at the bottom of the screen. That is what they call, the sign says, three witches. Hill, behind a hill, behind a hill. And to be honest with you, if my memory is right, I think that's where I cursed the fig tree when I turned the corner and saw the sign, three witches. Yes, you are. But I said, I'm going to climb this hill. It was mind over matter. I looked down. I told my legs to shut up. I'm in charge. Don't talk back to me. I slapped them in the face. You keep pedaling. We'll talk about it on the downhill side of this hill. The beautiful thing about climbing any hill, there's a downhill side. Hello, somebody. I would tell myself the mind over matter. You have to be mentally strong. Come on, get to the top of the hill, and the payday is coming down, man. You're at 82 feet of elevation on that climb there on the three witches, but you're 8,200 feet screaming down the mountain. And so there is a point that you say, I can do this. I don't care how slow I'm going. I'm not unclipping. I'm climbing the mountain. I'm going to get to the top. I'm not a quitter. And you would sing songs. You would quote songs. I would would quote scripture sometimes. Greater is he that is in me. I think he left, but that, that's supposed to be true. Somewhere, come on in my legs, you're greater than me. Come on, come on, somebody. And then I found something that topped the three witches. Sammy Slade, remember Mel and Sam were with us in the military, he went back to Houston. He said, Pastor, you need to come to the base, the Marine Corps at Camp Pendleton, take you on a ride. Sure, Sam. I was pretty conditioned then. I was a little stronger in the ride than I was now. And he said, it's not a good, too bad of a ride, but it is a challenging ride. And now, Sam, you've got to understand, he's a Marine, okay? That basically says it all. He rides with no water, no juice, no nothing. I think he just thinks he's supposed to because he's a Marine. And, but I ride with water and supplements, and you're like, whoop, 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 squirting it in your mouth. And old Sammy Slayton's just pounding it out, man. Somewhere in his mind, he's thinking, I am a champion. I am a champion. We turn the corner. Okay, this is where I cursed the fig tree again. And he said, Pastor, I want to introduce you to Sleeping Indian. Whoa, Brother Sam, can we talk? The irony of this whole thing, the elevation of that hill, just so you, Sammy Slayton did beat me up the hill. I got to all confess, because he might watch this later, right? I don't want to lie. Him text, Pastor, you lied to everybody. You were lagging. You're right, Brother Sam, I was lagging, okay? My goal was just to make it up Sleeping Indian. 
But I told Sam, I am convinced. And when I was halfway up sleeping Indian, he woke up and stood up. He was not laying down. The irony of the whole thing, as you start up sleeping Indian, Brother Blair, it says bike route. I'm thinking, yeah, right. Bike route for the Tour de France riders? Perhaps. Bike route for a pastor in Temecula? I don't think so. But there was something that I said to myself, I'm going to make this hill. But it was all possible because of the training, because of pushing myself on ongoing bike rides, getting stronger and working on my stamina. When climbing, the goal is to crest the hill. Speed is not that important. How many times have I told myself on a ride? How many times have when I cursed the mountain and it didn't disappear, I realized I had to climb it, that I simply kept telling myself this, no matter how slow you go, you're passing everybody on the couch. I'm out here pounding it out. I'm sweating like a dog, whatever that means. Sweat is dripping off my legs as I'm looking down because I don't want to see how much more mountain I have to go. How many times have I picked out something? I said, I'm just riding to that sign and I'm quitting. And when I got there, I said, no legs, you are not quitting. I was just kidding. I'll let you stop at the next sign. Come on, another 50 yards, another 75 yards. And I promise you, when you climb sleeping Indian, you don't look up, you just pedal because you don't feel like you're getting anywhere. We start doing switchbacks on the hill, back and forth, back and forth. A longer pedal, it extends the distance, but it's about the only way you can climb sleeping Indian. But again, no matter how slow I'm going, I'm passing everybody laying in the bed, I'm passing everybody at the donut shop, I'm passing, come on somebody, I'm passing everybody eating their bagels with all their carbs. What am I doing? I don't care, I'm just going to get to the top of the mountain. It takes mind over matter. You have to be mentally tough to do that. You can't give up. You can't be wimpy because we set out, Brother Tony, we left Temecula early in the morning. We went on base to Camp Pendleton. We rode off the base into Oceanside. He introduced me to stand straight up Indian, but he called it sleeping Indian. I said, you know what? I come to ride today. Brother Sam, let's get it on. Let's do it. Let's get back. I'll pass out on your truck on the way home, but I'm not a quitter. What am I telling you, my friend? There's something about our walk with God that sometimes it gets rocky and it gets hilly, but I'm going to stay focused on that. I'm going to get down and I'm not going to be discouraged, but I'm going to encourage myself in the Lord. Times can be overwhelming, but yes, my friend, I've been blood-bought and a According to God, I am a champion. I will climb every hill. I will track every valley. I will come through every storm. Mm, somebody needs to hear me today. You are a champion. Shout back to me. I am a champion. Regardless of the terrain, regardless of the weather, regardless of the conditions, I've ridden in blazing hot weather. I've ridden in cold, rainy weather. Both are extreme and both are not fun. It takes the fun out of cycling. But I'm telling you, my friend, once you leave the house, you finish the course. No matter what happens, I've gotten flat tires. You flip the bike over and you change your flat tire. You put it back together. Your hands are greasy. You get back on the bike and you continue the race. There's something about riding a bike that when you start out, you say, I'm going to finish. I'll be back in a couple hours. I'll be back in a half day. But God spoke to me this week and said, you know what? It's kind of like riding hills in the pandemic. It, we look at that and we're overwhelmed and we get discouraged. But when I'm climbing a hill, the goal is to get to the top of the hill. I'm not a quitter. I'm not a complainer. I'm not a griper. I'm not one of these things. But I said, I've come to ride some bikes and I'm going to get on it today. Keep 
pedaling. Don't stop. God is with us. Who can be against us? Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Why? Because we are champions. We've been filled with the spirit, the anointing of God, and we will persevere. We will survive. Someone shout yes. So maybe you're feeling that this pandemic is a big hill. It's your proverbial sleeping Indian. For some, maybe it's the biggest hill that you have climbed in your walk with God. And you wonder, how do people make it? But as Paul said in Romans 8, 18, for I consider the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory of God. What does that mean to a writer? The sufferings of climbing hills, three witches. The sufferings of carving out with switchbacks up sleeping Indian are not worthy compared to the feeling and the endorphin flow at the top of sleeping Indian when you look down that mountain and you said, I did it. You never asked, no one ever asked you what was your average speed. No one ever asked you how, what was the elevation. You just say, hey, hey, I climbed the mountain. And on the backside, I came screaming down at 42 miles an hour. But on the upside, I might have been at 0.06 or 0.07 or 2 or 3 miles. I didn't make it very fast, but I made it to the top. I accomplished it. What I'm preaching to the church this morning and those that are watching online to tell you, you know what? You are a champion. You are an apostolic believer. You've been born again in the name of Jesus. Your sins have been washed away by the power of baptism. And you do not have the power or ability to quit. You will survive. You will move on. I'm going to get up every morning and say, come on, this is the day the Lord hath made. I will rejoice. I will be glad in it. Come on, you're climbing a mountain. I'm telling you, my friend, there is things that are in me that are greater than the mountain and greater than the pandemic and greater than darkness. And I come to preach a word of encouragement to the church in Temecula today. Someone say, yeah. yeah. Woo. Paul said, current sufferings, current conditions, current elevation does not compare to the victory and the win that we're chasing. I tell people this often, that the pandemic cannot and will not last forever. So do not, hear me somebody, do not make decisions and conclude a chapter of your life on a mountain, on a hill. I do not decide, Sister Gidget, in the middle of sleeping Indian that I'm going to get home and sell my bike. That never crossed my mind. I never thought about pitching the bike. I never thought about telling Brother Sam, the Marine there, tight, cut, rip, leatherneck. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to coast down the front side of the mountain. That never, ever crossed my mind. You dig in, you carve it out, you push forward. Why? Because I come to ride and I'm going to climb every mountain and I'm going to get back to the truck and I'm going to get home and I'm going to wipe out and be exhausted. But I'm telling you, you never, never quit. And God told me to tell of this church this morning that we don't quit in times of isolation. We don't quit when there's distance between us and the Holy of Holies. It's not our fault. We didn't put this in motion. We didn't do nothing wrong. It's just part of life. And God gives us his spirit and the church of the living God to deal with life and to push through and to be encouraged when some people aren't encouraged. Hello. I am a champion. I've been filled with the spirit and I'm one of his. Please know this, my friend. 
The church will never lose or be defeated. The church always wins. The church always prevails. Some people lose. Some people are defeated when they're left to their own. But when people band together as a church, they are never defeated. We are never conquered. You've got to stay in the fight. You've got to stay with the church. You've got to stay with what God is doing. And I've come to encourage somebody here today. i come to push somebody a little stronger. You saw her get up here, and the song was going, and the beat was going, and she was pushing you guys, and you guys started clapping, and you got a little bit excited, and that was in the flesh but what if we did something in the spirit where God's preaching said come on I'm a champion I can do this I can climb I can run I can fight I can win I can pray I can intercede I can fast come on somebody I'm trying to help you there's something knowing if you have any if this is a stationary bike and people work out in their garage with stuff like this it's not near as motivating and energetic than when you come together in a spin class or with people because there's that synergy, there's that cadence that you feed off of, that conversation, that speed that you go with someone else. So it's a lot harder to serve God all by yourself. It's a little more discouraging, a little more overwhelming, a little more depressing. Maybe you don't feel like you have the power, but that's the beautiful thing about the church. When we come together, or you're streaming in line, online this morning, and you're trying to get a rhema, a word from God, you say, come on, speak to me, coach. Speak to me, instructor. Speak to me, man of God. Tell me we're going to make it. Assure me everything's going to be okay. Assure me just a couple more mountains. Assure me the sun's coming out. My friend, then yes, if that's what you need to hear, I am assuring you according to the prophetic word of God, the sun is coming out, power's on the way, you have victory inside, you're gonna be an overcomer. Why? Because you are a champion. Someone shout, I'm a champion. But here's the key, my friend, you must stay with the church. You see, the church is like the ride in a peloton. A peloton, there's a cadence. There's a sense of visibility of safety on the street as a group. The biggest advantage to the peloton is that each rider rides in the wake of a slipstream. In other words, what I'm saying is you pedal easier because you're behind someone that's creating a vacuum for you. The front rider of the peloton is pedaling the hardest. And then they kind of work their way in like a V and they're riding in each other's slipstream, the vacuum. The church, my friend, hear me this morning. The church creates a vacuum to which it encourages, to which it strengthens you. And it's much easier to live for God with a church than on your own. So in this COVID-19 era, I want you to know that the church is a must. Hebrews 12 and 27 said, what can be shaken will be shaken. Well, I've purposed in my heart I might be shaken, but I'm not going to be shaken from the tree of life. I'm not going to be shaken from the church. I might be wondering about some things. I may not have all the answers, but I'm blessed God walking by faith. I'm walking in the spirit. The surroundings have changed, but my relationship and my power with God has not changed and will not change. Why? Because he is living inside of me. Woo! And so my advice to you this morning, just pedal. And continue to pedal and keep pedaling over the long run. Consistency, continuance, and perseverance overcome everything. Keep living for God. The small upward climb. 
take every day and you will end up at the heights that God has for you. I know right now it's different. Every business, every church, every pastor, every manager is trying to figure out how to service people. In our case, we're servicing the people of God. I'm telling you, my friend, it's like no other era that we lived in. Nobody has ever pastored in a time like this. And to be honest, nobody has ever lived for God in a time like this in our generation. But I'm going to keep peddling up the upward climb. Every day, I'm going to believe in God. Every day, I'm going to get some music in my life. Every day, I'm going to talk to God. Every day, I'm going to lean into the Holy of Holies. What does that mean? Maybe I got to make my own Holy of Holies in a homemade version at my home or when I get alone with God. But I'm going to do whatever it takes because I'm not going to be shaken in a pandemic. I'm not going to be shaken in times of isolation. I'm going to come out stronger. I'm going to come out challenged. Why? Because I am a champion. And please know this, when this is all over, when everything is all over, I will show you where you came from. When you're climbing, you don't look back and you don't look up. You're looking down at the road. But when you get to the top of the mountain, the climb, Brother Tony, and you look back and you see the valleys and the trees and the hillsides and the rocky terrain, and you realize, I did it. I didn't quit. At any time on Three Witches or Sleeping Indian, you could easily, Sister Gidget, turn that bike around and just coast down the hill and say, I quit. But let me tell you something, my friend. Cyclists aren't quitters. They're mentally tough. I'm not training for no Tour de France. The closest thing to that end is going to be Tom Durant's, but I'm not going to be there to train. Come on, that was anointing. I, that wasn't even in my notes. You get that? I'm training for a Tom Durant's, not a... F- but I'm not a quitter. And I'm telling you, my watch, I'm not letting you quit. I'm not letting you waffle. I'm not letting you step back. I'm praying for you. I'm texting you. I'm trying to be polite. I'm trying to be considerate. But you can't lose your faith. You can't lose your way just because you're in the wilderness. You're in the desert. You're on a mountain climb. When this is all over, I promise you, hear me somebody, in 2021, we will look back and I will show you where you came from, the path that you endured and that you pushed through. You'll think the path seems so level when you look back. You think it would have been a level and a short run, but in the long run, over time, it was a colossal ascent but you did it. You stay saved. You stay holy. You Come on, someone shout, I am a champion. Yes, you are. You are a champion. But remember that you're a champion because you've been filled with the Spirit. And you are one of His. I am a champion. I will succeed. I'm not a quitter. I will endure. These are things that people use in the secular world for their goals. They use it in motivational speeches. They use it in spin classes. The common denominator is I'm talking to my flesh. I'm talking to my mind. I'm talking to my intellect. Come on, somebody, listen to me this morning. I'm going to come out stronger because here, what I know, heels make riders stronger. Anybody can cycle on flat ground. I got a three-year-old, a four-year-old grandson 
that can, cycle, that can cycle and ride a bike on flat ground. Not impressive. Woo-hoo. Nobody wakes up and says, I want to be like him. No, you don't, because he has training wheels. But he's moving. What is he doing? He's learning. The training wheels are coming off. He's not judged at that stage in his life. But he's learning how to balance and pedal on a bike. He's learning how to brake. And in your walk with God, my friend, I think most of us, the training wheels have already come off. And if we're not careful, we can veer to one side or to the other side. Don't get distracted by all the junk in politics. Don't get distracted by all the garbage on social media. Don't read everybody's woe is me post. You are a champion. You are a child of the king. You have been blood bought and God's spirit lives and dwells inside of you. And you cannot suppress that because he... mm. The church always wins, and you are a champion. I do know that much. You rarely see it, but when you get to take advantage of the point and you look back on your journey, at the big picture in the long run, it's then that you realize the magnitude and the miracle of what God has done for your life. Remember this day. Remember this pandemic. Remember this journey. It's a journey you're on. Pedal this good road. No matter what, keep pedaling. Never give up. But keep riding, and you'll end up on the heights that you never dreamed you could obtain. And looking back on the magnitude of the miracle and the journey, you'll realize what God has done. If you can stand with me this morning, please do so. God's voice and spirit is here to speak a word of encouragement. Sometimes on these rides, when you're riding with a group, you're riding in a sag, when you're riding with three witches, You could get separated because there's stronger riders. There's weaker riders. But I learned the hard way, Sister Gidget. Now I ride at my own pace. When I tried to keep up with more experienced riders, the cadence, I could do it for a little bit. 75 miles later, I don't have the stamina. I realize they're better. And yes, my pride even said that as a few girls passed me. They've trained more. But I learned to write at my own cadence because I'm not a quitter. And I crest the mountain. And I try to catch up. But here's what we do. We finish. So the church always wins. The church is the peloton. There's a slipstream. There's a vacuum. And when you log on to the Wednesday services, you're you're creating a vacuum into the Holy of Holies. When you watch an archive, when you come in person, when you stream on a Sunday morning live, 
You're creating a vacuum of God's spirit to rush in and encourage and speak a word of comfort to you and to love you. You see, people don't win on their own. The church wins collectively. We need churches. We need pastors. We need people. We need God's people. I don't want to serve God on a solo tour. Boring. Could I do it, Brother Gustavo? I hope so. I want to say yes. That would be like traveling Europe by yourself. Could I? Yeah. Boring? Yeah. Who do you take pictures with? Who do you sit across the table and have a cappuccino from with? Who do you explore with? Boring. Could you afford it? Yeah. Do people do it? Probably. But when I'm living for God, it's the church, it's the people of God that I love and I crave the friendships, the prayers, the camaraderie, the compliments, the everything. And so the church wins. So if you know that, the church wins. Scroll back to the book of Revelation. There's coming a rapture. God's coming. Are we in the end times? We could be. We're definitely closer. I'm not playing around with any end time what ifs. I'm just staying in the church. I'm keeping my attitude right. I'm keeping my spirit fully charged and engaged. Why? Because I'm a champion. Brother Tony, you're a champion. Chris, you're a champion. Randy, we are. Champions don't quit. Champions don't complain. Champions aren't critical. Champions don't sow discord. Hello, somebody. I need encouragement in times like this. I need prayer. I need compliments. That's where you get it from right here. So God has spoken. And it's left up to me to climb the hill. How high is the hill, Pastor? I don't know, man. Do switchbacks. Keep telling. Do not unclip. Do not unclip. Because here's what's hard. You know what, Sister Gidget? You know this. To try to clip in on a hill... When you clip in, your feet are kind of like screwed into the pedals. Okay, that's not the case here. But you clip in and you hear a click, click. And you unclip on a hill. And then you cannot get clipped back in. How many people have tumbled over the downhill side? So unclipping on a hill, dangerous. Switch back. Do what you got to do. But I'm going to make it to heaven and I'm going to stay saved. And I promise you, I'm going to close with a prayer, but let me hear it. Give me 60 seconds. When we get through this, Brother Lennon, and we look back from 2021, and you see the route that you took, and the terrain, and the obstacles, and the hurdles, you're going to, it's going to give you a boost of faith into your spirit that you are going to conclude, wow, I think I could do anything. When I climbed Sleeping Indian, I thought there was no hill in Riverside, San Diego County that could stop me. And so now, three or four years later, Brother Tony, I'm still bragging about it. Can you do it today, Pastor? 
Watch your smart aleck mouth. This is my story. I'm in charge. But I did it. And somewhere, Grandma, down in my spirit is a sense of little bitty pride like, I bet a lot of people couldn't do this. Today, including me. But back then, I was stronger. But here's the deal. You know what? I still ride. I'm supposed to cycle the coast next week. Sounds good till you wake up the morning to do it. Oh, man. Got a couple other riders with us. Nobody has the guts to back out, so you just go. But you know what? If you're by yourself, I would just probably just roll over and say, oh, yeah, eh, maybe, maybe tomorrow. But I got people depending on me. You promised me you were coming. And that makes me kick the covers off. And maybe somewhere in my walk with God, I begin to think I'm a champion. And we are, and you are. Bow your heads with me. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I bring a prophetic word of encouragement to every listener, in person or online or archived, that they will receive a word of encouragement, God, and you would descend up into their spirit, that they can climb, and they can pedal, and they can attack, and they can gear down, and they can win, and they can come out of this pandemic and these mountainous hills, looking back at the grace of God that has been expended upon their life during this time. Let the Spirit of God be upon us. Let us receive a word of encouragement. Why? Because we are champions. Thank you for listening. Special thanks to those who give generously to this ministry. It is because of you that this ministry is possible. You can visit our website or church app if you would like to give. And if you enjoyed this podcast, you can subscribe, like and share it with your friends, and tag us on social media. Because we want to witness with you what God is doing in your life. Thank you, and God bless.